Welcoming to the K Cafe, Blizzom, executive producer, artist, and owner of K100 Radio. All right, so Blizzom, welcome to the K Cafe. I'm excited to have you here today. Yes, I am excited to be here. Glad to just show some love uh, to the K Cafe and um, just I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. So let's uh, let's get it. Let's get it popping. I love it. I love it. Well, I, you know, so first of all, I'm going to I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, we are hometown buddies. We've known each other for quite some time. So it was very easy for me to say, hey, I need you to uh, to do this for me. Right. But on the other hand, you are like making major moves. Um, so I want to hear all about what you're doing with K100 Radio and really kind of the inspiration. What made you start K100 Radio? And tell us a little bit about what it is. Well, K100 Radio is a, uh, an internet radio broadcast. And um, we are a 24-7 live streaming broadcast, which means, uh, you know, just like when you turn on your radio on XM or whatever, something's always playing, whether it's interviews, whether it's music, commercials, whatever. Uh, we're essentially the same thing. It's just that we exist uh, on the internet. Um, and so, you know, we have, you know, mobile apps and our website and just various different ways that you can listen to K100 Radio. Um, it's free. You know, it's not subscription-based like uh, XM, but it's also not FCC-regulated like FM. Um, so we have a lot of leeway of what we can and can't say on the air and what we can do and just different things. And, and the whole thing exists within the world of the Internet. So it's intricately uh, tied within social media and, and, and the Internet and things like that. But that's what it is. Um, it's a radio broadcast. Uh, I founded it uh, years ago. Um, let's see where we at. Maybe, maybe going on nine years when I very first started it. And um, the funny thing about it is, uh, you know my background a little bit. I, I, I actually am a musician. I'm an artist. I'm a producer. I'm a recording engineer uh, by trade. And um, that's what I went to school for for media production. Uh, you know, that's 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 my uh, professional education and, and background. Uh, but uh, just being a, an artist and uh, creating my own brand. Uh, over the years, I just saw a lot of just crazy stuff that would happen uh, involving independent artists. And so initially, I just created it as a way to just help some of my um, friends uh, have a platform to play music. But when we very first started it, it really didn't have much music incorporated into it. It actually was like more of a talk show podcast. And um, that's how we started it. And the original, before I even actually found a way to put it, on a, a, a broadcast, it was a, before I even made it a podcast, it was a Facebook group. It was K100 Radio was a Facebook group first. Yeah. And I would allow artists to come in and share music, share links. And then people was allowed to say whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a no holes, it was a, it was a no holes bar uncensored platform where you can come in there and just vent, say whatever. And so we had, we had artists sharing music, but then we also had people saying the wildest stuff, you know, like some of these Facebook groups that have like thousands of people. We had a couple of hundred. And you no know, telling what the discussion would be when you go inside that group that day, uh, you know. And we so we we allow artists to share music, and then of course at the same time talk crazy stuff. And it was just called K100. We keep it 100. That was the name of the Facebook group. Keep it 100. K100. Keep it 100. That's. I mean, but that went to what you said, right? Say whatever you want to say. Keep it 100. Yeah. And so over the over a while, it's just like people would always come in there, and the artists were sharing music, and I was like, this is cool, but I could do more. And so I took it to uh, this service called Blog Talk Radio and started a podcast with it. And um, it was two segments that we had. We had the, 
the segment called um, the Subway, which is where we just all we did was played independent music and we and we talked. And then we just had um, at, at first I I wasn't letting people review music or anything. Then I came up with the idea of something called Ill or Kill, which is still our flagship um, uh, uh, segment where I would allow people to actually tell me what you think about this music that I'm playing now. Before mm -hmm. I would just play the music like I was a DJ or something, but I'm not a DJ by trade, right? But I was just playing music that I thought that was dope. But uh, then I started playing uh, music and then letting people call in and tell me, what do you think about that? And I called it Ill or Kill and it's still going on to this day. And then we started doing talk segments and it, the, the talk segments didn't have a name I would just name it episode whatever and put the subject of what we would talk about. And we talked about everything, politics, sex, social stuff, crazy outlandish conversations, relationship stuff. And the, the talk side of it took off, like mm. completely took off. People were calling in. I would have like 100 people. That switchboard that I had could only hold 100 people. There were shows where we were maxed out with literally 100 people on that phone line trying to talk about what it is that we were talking about. And we didn't, they didn't have Facebook live then and nothing. It was just like, you were talking about it and it was just a conversation. It was a, a live chat line. And right. um, so it got really popular and people all over started sharing it. I had guests coming on and we talked about a host of different stuff, special music industry guests and everything. And at one point it just dawned on me that I could do more. <laughs> you know, again, it hit me again. And I said, you know, this is dope, but the music side of it was kind of lacking because I could only play, the, the, the blog talk platform would only let you be live for a max of two hours per day. Okay. So I'm like, I got, I know hundreds of artists, you know, at this particular point in time. And I wanted the platform to be even better. Um, so I created K100 Radio and I did my research about what it would take to start an internet radio broadcast. I went out, bought all the equipments, the computers, the mixed boards, everything, which some of that stuff I already had because I was an engineer. So I had just had my gear from being a producer so it didn't cost me as much to start it from the ground up uh went out invested a, a few thousand dollars in buying a new uh computer and some mixing boards and some mics and stuff bought me some banners got a logo got created a logo um and just put it all on an internet radio station and then here we are you know almost nine years later wow so here. The key, the key part you just said, you know, nine years in this, here we are using this platform uh, to record audio and do podcasts. You know, there are millions of podcasts that are out there now, but nine years ago, you started something that uh, was, was very few people were doing. And to have this long history and growing it into so many different things, I mean, A, maybe talk about, you know, just being a pioneer, really just kind of a jumping into this but then b how well did your audience play into it and the key there is knowing your audience how well did your audience or your audiences play into you continuing to uh, pivot and grow the brand um, to be what it is today well the funny thing is as we grew as once i became a, once it became a 24-hour broadcast and it was called it went from k100 radio a group K100 radio podcast. It went to K100 radio, K100 radio, radio to where we're we're not FM, but we're not XM, but we're in a radio station, which means we're live 24 seven. Mm -hmm. Once we jumped into that level, to where we could play not just two hours of music, but music 24 seven. Mm -hmm. Once I did that, there was a there was a side effect that 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 I kind of anticipated, but it kind of basically went all the way to the music, like the the talk show side. It it grew so fast from that aspect that I kind of 
fell off with the talk side because once I went and, and became a 24-hour internet radio station, and I wasn't the first one. I wasn't the first internet radio station in Atlanta. There were people who preceded me, not many, but there were a couple of internet radio stations that were around. But what was different for me, I took my, my, my education and my background in being a producer engineer, so I, I understood audio signal flow, everything, and then my schooling for media production from video editing and stuff like that. I took it, and what separated me when you say a, a pioneer, I didn't start internet radio. What I pioneered, and this is something that I would debate with anybody in the city of Atlanta, I was the first person <laughs> I was the first person to build a mobile setup, to build a setup that we could go out while I'm still broadcasting live and do live remotes, mm. do live interviews. The same way when you're riding in your car sometimes and you open up, uh, you, you turn on your FM radio and they're at the club and the DJ is live and they're, and, and they're right there on the scene and you hear a host hosting. I, I, I figured out a way to, to actually make that happen in clubs in Atlanta. And so that's where everything completely skyrocketed because I would, I would, I would, I knew all the promoters. I had, I had deep ties with the music industry because I was an artist, mm -hmm. because I was an engineer, because I was a producer. So my background as an artist allowed the relationship that I had with DJs, promoters, venue owners from when I used to do concerts, DJs from who, were, who used to play my music and break my music and promoters who I would open up for, for the, for the other acts. They knew who I was, so I didn't have to convince them of my character. They knew that I was a serious guy. They knew that I was always a consummate professional. So when I started doing K100 Radio, they were like, it's you, Blizzard. Come on in. Let, what, are you, what are you doing? And then they saw what I was doing. They was like, holy, what? Whoa, wait a minute. Let, and everybody started booking us. Everybody started asking us to come out because when you're doing in the music industry, unless you're a big-time event, you're not going to have FM radio come out to your event to cover it like live. That's not going to happen. Right. Right. And so I had a platform where no matter what level you were on, whether you were doing a, a concert for independent artists, whether you were a promoter who's just trying to get your feet in the door, you could get real live media coverage. You could get K100 radio to come out, sit back there, set up this beautiful display, professional display, better than what most people ever seen any FM station do and conduct interviews, broadcast it live. People could tune in from an app. Whoa, what is this guy doing? That's the pioneering part of what I brought to the game. I didn't start internet radio and I didn't start podcasts. What I did was I took internet radio out of people's basements, out of, out of, out of people's homes and offices, and I put it in the middle of a strip club. You know what I'm saying? I put it in the middle of a concert and backstage. You know what I'm saying? And that was, that was, I put it at music festivals, at A3C, at South by Southwest. You know, all these different places that we were popping up all over the place. And we were the first to do that. That is what separated us from everyone else. And, and that's the pioneering part of K100 Radio. So, but the thing is, when we did that, everything completely went to music. Everything was focused on the brand is music. And we lost what really made us crazy popular in the beginning because playing independent music in the beginning was cool, but that wasn't bringing us a hundred people on the phone line and people right. sharing it like crazy on Facebook and Twitter. It was talk and we kind of got away from that. And so, like I said, recently I've reincorporated and trying to bring that, that aspect back in the K100 radio into the mix, but just the background on how we actually blew up to, to the point where people knew about us. It was the music industry that made us get huge really quick as far as national and actually international, because once we got big enough, then artists were sending us music from all over the world. We're talking about, you know, France, UK, 
Africa, you know, all these different countries tuning in, hitting our stream because the independent artists were sending us music because we was 24-7, we was 24 hours mm-hmm. in the day, we play a lot of music. Absolutely. And so we started getting all these other international people pinging our servers and stuff. And we're like, whoa, all of a sudden thousands of people listening to K100 radio, you know, and that's kind of how it happened, you know? Man, that is like amazing. That's an amazing story. I don't know how many times you get to tell that <laughs> to people, but you know, I'm just like, I'm in awe and applaud you for everything that you've done to get to this point. I mean, 12, 12 years ago, would you even imagine that you'd be right here today doing this K100 radio and have such an international following? I, I thought I'd have an international following on tour. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so either you know, way, you got it. <laughs> right, yeah, as, as an artist, I thought, I, I thought I'd be on tour with millions of followers and I, you know, every, every, as an independent artist, you know, everybody feels like, you know, they're, the, they're, they're great and, and um, they're, they, they, they should, you know, have a, should be a star and they feel like they're just as good. You have to have the level of confidence or you just, the game will eat you up and you have yeah. the business of being in the music industry if you're not confident enough to believe that you're the best. It's just like sports. But, um, so yeah, 12 years ago, I guess I would have, I, I would have thought that I was, would have been doing something, just not this. This was not my plan. This was literally something that I did and I, and I got to be honest with you. Frankly, I tell people this part of it and people are people. It makes sense when you, you stop to think about it. It was started out of kind of frustration from the music industry, from not being as successful as I wanted to be as an artist. And it was like a lull in between me doing music. And I had kind of lost the passion to mm-hmm. do music because I was like, I've been grinding. I've been trying. I've been hard. It's not the music. People always tell me they love the music. I had songs. I had a song that was on the radio at one point just didn't pan out. You know, I had deals offered to me, just didn't pan out, you know? And so I got kind of frustrated with just being an artist. And I said, I'm just going to step back and I'm just going to just not do anything with music, really. I'm just going to try to find something else, find another lane within the industry. And I didn't want to leave the music industry, but then I started saying, well, you know, when I'm going out to these networking events, there's never anyone to, to talk to artists. Like there's always just, unless you're a star, there is nobody trying to talk to you. So I created the platform and it was really focused only on independent artists. So it started out of my frustration from not garnering the success that I felt like I deserved based mm-hmm. on my level of music and talent and grind. But I'm from a small place called Panama City, Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, well, I'm no. familiar with that place. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot more to um, the music industry and breaking into it than just, you know, there's money, there's politics, and there's a lot of stuff. And so I just said, you know what, I'm going to try something else. And it just turned out that it really worked. But here again, understand. This wasn't something that I just dove into with no knowledge because I had a background in audio production and engineering, which allowed my skill set and my and my and going to school for media production. It allowed me to build this with nobody. I didn't have anybody to hold me back. I didn't have any chains on me. Right. Right. Every move I wanted to make, I had the, the capability to do it myself. So that kept everything rolling really quick. I wanted to add something new. I could do it. I wanted to design a banner. Well, you know, I took graphic design classes as well. I created our logo. That's my, I, I did that. I, I didn't pay anybody to create the logo. I, I did it myself. And so it's just one of those things where you're just like, yeah, you know, because of my skill set, it also enabled me to go ahead and, um, you know, do, that. That's do everything amazing. that I've done so far. You've done a lot. That's awesome. I mean, are you consulting? Do you share this knowledge and expertise with other people when they're looking to get into the game? Well, I share it when, when asked, <laughs> when asked, <laughs> which right. is, which, which is, which has come in the form of being on panels. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost track about how many, how many panels I've been on. I've been South, Southeastern 
Entertainment Awards panel, um, uh, Gainesville Music Awards panel, panels at A3C, panels at South by Southwest. Um, so yeah, I've been on so many different panels just to share this information, just kind of like being invited out to talk about. <laughs> awesome. So what's the future for K100 Radio or the internet radio industry as a whole? What do you predict is the future of it? Well, I'm like, I feel like, you know, we are ahead of the curve when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Like we were doing, <laughs> I made a post on social media about that recently. Like literally, like there's a lot of people doing stuff that we've been doing, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, almost. They're just discovering it now. Um, so, you know, the future of uh, the future of Internet radio has always had an uptick. Internet radio is, to me, vastly better than FM and XM in a lot of ways, except one major issue, and it's the inability to easily be accessed in a car. You know what I mean? Um, I think that once internet radio is easily accessible into a car by just a push of a button where you don't have to Bluetooth, you don't have to, um, you don't have to do anything extra, just the same way you just hit a button on your dashboard and you pull up internet radio, um, I think that's going to be the moment that everything changes and everything about internet radio explodes. Um, and you can still easily listen to internet radio in a car right now, the same way people ride around Bluetooth in their cars yep. and listening to whatever yep. it is they want, whatever podcast or whatever, same way you can download our app for free and just, you know, Bluetooth it and play it. And, you know, it sounds great. Quality is the same as your FM or whatever. But I think the future of internet radio always has an upside. Fortunately, it seems like a lot of people feel like, eh, I don't want to get into it because at one point you had an explosion of internet radio stations, right? Like everybody was looking at what we were doing, frankly, copying everything that we were doing because they were seeing the intention that we had, but little do they know that internet radio doesn't make a lot of money. This is a passion thing right now. Like we do have ways that we make money. We've come, we've gotten really creative about bringing in revenue. Whereas um, we run ads, we have ads that we can run on the air, just like FM. Uh, you can book us for media coverage, professional professional um, services and stuff like that. Um, live interviews as far as promotional packages for independent artists. But it's not a lot of money. Sure. And so a lot of people jumped into it and thought that because of the attention that I was getting, I had to be getting the bag, quote unquote. Right? Like everybody was like, oh, he got to be getting it because everybody knows his name. Everybody's taking pictures with him. Everybody knows this guy. You know, and it's because he's got this internet. So they, so they jumped into the game. And they quickly found out that, uh, no, this is not. I didn't start this for the money. I started it because I love the industry. I love music and I love uh, helping my people out. And so I built a platform for artists because I felt like it was needed, not because I wanted to profit from it. Sure, and sure. so at some point, hopefully internet radio gets to a point where it could be really profitable because I don't know anybody that owns an internet radio station that can live off the revenue from an internet radio station. Every single internet radio station owner I've ever met in my life has a quote unquote day job or another hustle or whatever they do to supplement their day-to-day -day lifestyle, not one. And I've met all of the best that do it out here. At a conference, we've crossed paths. At some point, everybody who's internet radio that's really good in the urban side of it, maybe not on the on other sides, but on the urban side, I've met the, I've met the person that owns it at some point. You know, So it's, it's not a profit thing right now. And so hopefully it'll just get to the point where people like me who've built these really great platforms can generate enough revenue to pay my mortgage on but unfortunately we're just not there yet and so it's still kind of sort of a passion project and so my hopes for it in the future is that it'll get to the point where it can sustain the next generation of people you know just like it does people who own a fm broadcast or personalities on xm you know they live 
go get up and go to work every day and that pays the bills. I wanted to get to that point. It's not there yet, definitely, but hopefully that's my that's my wish for it, you know? I like it. It says uh, persistence and passion are the uh, two ingredients that um, helped K100 get to where it is today. So, you know, obviously when I say ingredients and we're on the Cake Cafe, we can't leave this show without knowing um, what's your favorite dessert. I'm hoping it's cake, <laughs> but if not, you know, what's that, that one dessert that, you know, that's a sweet spot of that that side thing you just can't get away from well you know i do like cake mm -hmm. i do like cake. uh god bless her soul i used to love my, my grandma's uh sour cream pound cake okay. so you know a, a, a good slice of moist great pound cake with a little bit of ice cream i'm here for it you know what i'm saying every yes. time you know what i'm saying as long as it ain't dry you know what i'm talking about not a pound cake you know that pound that dry pound cake is the worst it you know is. you feel like you're swallowing cotton but <laughs> you do a nice just a nice sweet pound cake that's all i need you know what i'm saying and 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 you know maybe a, a scoop of ice cream or something to go with it so i do love cake um you know i and, and i and i love red velvet too as well yeah um but you know honestly my favorite um dessert is actually a dessert that my mom makes and um she's been making it for me my entire life and it, it, it's out there it's not nothing that she just custom made but she's got her own twist to it and it's called chocolate delight um it has a graham cracker kind of sort of crust at the bottom yeah. uh chocolate souffle in it it has nuts and whipped cream on the top um so it's like a chocolate pudding kind of souffle in the middle yeah. and it's got you know, um it's called chocolate delight you can, you can you look it up but she has her own way that she she's you know made it over the years that's my favorite dessert because she would only make it for me for years <laughs> and she got married to my pops god bless his soul he just recently passed and then she had more kids and she started making it for everybody but it was just mine at first so like she would only make it for me and i was she was the only i would be the only she nobody else knew how to really make it i could never get it nowhere but my mom but every now and again she'll she be like you want you want a chocolate delight and she'll make it for me and that's just a thing that we have you know to this day um so that's my favorite dessert and that's because it's special to me you know what i mean no but again you know you give me some get me a nice little sweet potato pie we can go in <laughs> I love apple pie. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, yeah I, I eat sweet stuff. I don't eat it a lot, though. Honestly, I'm not a person that, that need to have it. Mm -hmm. But if if done right, give me some really fine banana pudding. Don't put no, not not that fake banana pudding. You know, I'm give you some real banana pudding with oh, the Nilla boil wafers. on the stove? Yeah, with the Nilla wafers. I need the yeah. real Nilla wafers, not whatever you decided to throw on. No, the yeah. real Nilla wafers with it. And I can throw that, I can throw that back, too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's what's up. Definitely appreciate that. I dig, you know, pound cakes are my thing. Red velvet's my thing. That chocolate delight pie sounds like totally insane. And um, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much, that's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Well, right. I thank you for spending your, uh, a few minutes with us and talking about where K100 is and where it has been and where it's going. I mean, I see nothing but great things in the future for it. So really excited to at least share that experience with everybody as we really kind of, you know, talk about what makes the most appropriate experience or what helps people learn about making an experience uh, memorable for their guests, their audiences, or what have you, and um, really like the story of K100. Plus, I really like the desserts you talked about, so. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'll leave you with this, and I'll leave this to anybody who's um, contemplating doing anything. I, I don't, I've learned so many lessons that can be a 
that that they're like applicable to like other aspects of life by doing K one radio. And I just t- I'll leave your audience with this. I'll tell you like if you if you're planning on doing something, first and foremost, if it's a venture that you know probably is not going to pay your bills, first of all, you need to have a real love for it. Once once you start there, you won't give up as quick. Like you know you you quit stuff that you jump into to get money, and the instant it don't make money, you're like f this, I'm out. Uh, something like this, you, you know, it's just like, you know, the artist side of me, the passionate side of me. But once you get past that, once you find something that you really want to do, you're gonna, it's hard to reinvent the wheel per se nowadays, because there's so much stuff out and, you know, but if you're not in, if you're jumping into a lane that you're not really creating, like you're doing something and you're, you're expounding on something that already exists, you must do two things. You've got to find that niche audience. Our niche audience in the beginning were two people, independent artists and people who didn't like to be muffled. People who just felt like, I want to say whatever. So I went at it. My very first logo was a middle finger before I actually changed it to something more professional to try to get some sponsorships. It was a middle finger, if you can remember that, because I wanted to get the Rebels. I I went for the Rebels, which is Mm -hmm. myself, and I went for the independent artists, which was myself. I I looked for other people like me. Mm-hmm. I'm a rebel and I'm a, and I'm an artist and I'm a passionate and I'm sensitive about my ish. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right? Right. right. I went after people, I went after people like myself. Once you find that target audience and bring them something and put your even if you're not reinventing the wheel, throw some D's on it. You know what I'm saying? Do something <laughs> different. You know what I'm saying? Come through spinning just a little bit glimmering, just a little bit different. And they'll mm-hmm. pay attention to you as long as you know who you're trying to get to. You know what I mean? I like that. So not only did you give us uh, a background in persistence and really kind of highlighted your passion, you just ended this with a little bit of pixie dust. <laughs> yeah. So, All right. I mean, so. you know, the, I, you probably don't carry pixie dust around, but you, you did kind of. <laughs> I got that. Joke. I, 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 I got the joke. Yeah, I got that. I got it. I remember that meme that was viral for a while there with the one guy that was saying, I remember that meme. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I didn't go over my head. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Well, right, Blizzum, yeah. thank you so much for, for uh, kicking it with me and really appreciate you. Look, everybody tune in to uh, K100 Radio. You can't miss it. It's on every platform. You're going to be able to download it, um, listen in, find out about it. That's it, K100 Radio. And I need yeah. to get one of those shirts. Oh, definitely. Hey, listen, um, K100Radio.com, you can find everything about us. Uh, everything so if you have any questions whatsoever the answer is going to be on k100radio.com that's k the number 100 radio k100radio.com and if you can't find the answer there then our contact information is over there and you'll be able to get to me directly i I answer i'm i'm still not uh big enough to where i'm not answering my own emails i'm still (laughs) i'm still answering my own emails and calls right now nine years later right yeah we understand we understand the struggle over here we the collective i as in we totally understand yeah Yeah. (laughs) nice that's what's up all right i'll be putting in an order for my sarcasm is one of my uh, mini talent shirts in the (laughs) meantime y'all go check out k100 radio all right until next time peace